Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Jeff uh, to the radio broadcast this morning. Jeff, we want to thank you for being on with us this morning. Hi. Thanks for, uh, well, talking with me, interviewing me. Thank you. Well, Jeff, you probably uh, had to have some assistance uh, finding out where our broadcast studio is because you're relatively new here. In fact, one of the newest uh, staff members. How long have you been working? Uh, almost two months, about seven and a half weeks now. And Jeff, you've been working for almost two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in July, uh, right in the midst of what uh, we call a very busy activity. That, that's the Hope Sports Camp. Uh, yes, my first day was the first day of Hope Sports Camp. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do for uh, for the camp? Uh, well, the very first day I was setting up a ladder and uh, climbing to the top of it when I received a page to put the ladder away and head downstairs. <laughs> uh, and then I headed down and uh, I was a... Uh, a driver and kind of a co-driver, uh, running the kids out to um, first week for lunchtime and then bringing the kids back and making sure they got home in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff, before we get into some of your, your responsibilities here at the mission, why don't you take our listening audience back a little bit here before you came to the mission? Uh, maybe they'd be very interested in hearing at least your testimony of how you came to Christ. Uh, well, I was very blessed to grow up in a Christian family. Um, Pretty much everyone I knew in my life were Christians, uh, grandparents, cousins, aunts, and uncles. Um, it was an oddity in my family to not be a Christian, um, and I realized that so many people out there don't have that blessing. Um, growing up as such, I was constantly in the shadow of my parents' ministries and um, seeing how they applied Christ in their lives, my grandparents. Um, I was involved in camps and things like that, so Christ came to me very early in life. Uh, I became a Christian at eight years old at a, a VBS, um, spoke with a pastor, and uh, uh, was baptized shortly thereafter and and kind of was just blessed with having that constant um, ministry surrounding me. So even as I was going through each phase of life, through struggles or through um, victories, um, God placed a new ministry there. Um, starting off as early as being a teenager, working with youth camps and VBSs, um, into adulthood where I took over some camps. I worked with some uh, Uh, missions trips. We've done some touring around the United States with a musical group that we had from our church um, all the way up until now, um, working here at the Haven. Now, do you sing and play? Uh, Yes, I play a few instruments. uh, uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, well enough (laughs) to play on the stage on Sunday morning. Uh, I am a vocalist in the praise team along with my wife and uh, um, actually a good section of our friends um, and several people that we work with here actually are part of the praise team. Um, And I've sing with the praise team also with the youth special music events that we have once a month. Uh, we call that celebration. Um, and then usually I'm behind the soundboard, uh, running the electronics and things like that at some of the bigger events that we run. So I don't normally get up on stage, uh, but they've somehow allowed me and mixed my voice so I don't sound as bad as I probably really do. Probably, <laughs> probably just to keep keep you happy. So you right, so my wife stays. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jeff, you're, you're, I consider you a very gifted handyman. Uh, you, you've had some work experience in some different areas uh, before you came to the ministry. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, well, in the past, I've been involved in everything from uh, the must-dos, which is, I think, kind of the category mm-hmm. a lot of people fall in when they grow up in a church. You just can't really afford to pay a professional to come in and do it. And so grandpa teaches his son and the son teaches his grandson. And um, I had a grandfather that if he could touch it, he could fix it. So a lot of times I'd follow him around. And then my dad um, was able to 
in the evenings after his office job, was able to take over the church maintenance at the church I grew up at when they couldn't afford someone else. So to spend time with my father, I spent a lot of time there as a child with him doing things and learning skills and uh, watching how he did things. And then as an adult, it seemed to translate really well. I got a job working at uh, DIY. And I worked there for about six years and worked my way up uh, through management and went, went to all kinds of learning clinics and seminars and um, product demonstrations and demos and just this wealth of knowledge came flooding my way. And as I said, God just seemed to surround me with all these opportunities. Um, that's when I think I was first exposed to speaking with people in a work environment uh, about Christ. It just seemed that there was a real struggle in that in that genre of occupation at the time. And then after that, my father and I did some house flipping for a few years. Um, and that really gave me a full gambit of everything that could possibly go right and wrong with uh, maintenance of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that for quite a bit. And then um, just most recently, um, my wife and I had, we had owned our own company for a while and we got rid of that when we decided to have children. Well, as a result, I wanted my wife to be able to stay home a little longer and not have the stress of having to worry about um, making sure there's plenty of money coming in. And so I got a job working with a landscape company and uh, I pretty much did the full gambit of landscaping with them. Um, everything from lifting rocks and backbreaking activity all the way to driving 20 miles an hour on a mower. So I uh, <laughs> did that right up until the time I came to work here. Well, I know you told me uh, when we were interviewing you that you had actually had an unexpected volunteer experience uh, here at the Haven Rest uh, a number of years ago. And I see you, you were smiling as I, as I say that, but you're recalling that event. So what, what all went on there? Uh, well, Jeff McElhatton and I uh, are really good friends. He's another uh, staff member in mm-hmm. the facilities area. And he's actually the one that pointed out that there was an opening here uh, in that department. And he and I were were hanging out one night, and we were I think we were eating peanuts and drinking Dr. Pepper out behind his house and um, just talking about things and just enjoying the evening. And he got a phone call in the middle of the night uh, from Al Nitz, and Al told him that somebody had elected to uh, – pick up some bricks that were laying on the front sidewalk and show their disapproval uh, by throwing them through the front windows of the Haven Mm -hmm. and busted out a a good majority of the windows in the front lobby. And uh, so he said, well, what are you doing this evening? He said, well, apparently I'm going with you to the mission to (laughs) fix some doors. So we jumped in his car and we headed over here and we're here for five or six hours and uh, still joking and kidding around and still having a great time. I think we brought some Dr. Pepper and peanuts with us. And we put up some plywood and uh, got the place really secure and all set for the evening. And uh, then we headed back home, and uh, we probably even spent another hour then. This is before uh, he had a very young child, and I didn't have any kids yet. So I'm sure we were able to stay up till oh, at least 10 or 10.30. <laughs> so, Jeff, uh, coming to the mission, you started in, in July. Obviously, you heard about the opening through Jeff, your friend, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, he, uh, he let me know about it. I was, I was actually going through quite a bit of physical strain. Um, the job I had, uh, some great people working there, and uh, I really enjoyed their company. And the ministry opportunities were just flooding at me, um, almost so th- to the point where that was actually what got me through each day physically, was knowing that my physical demonstration was a representation of my spiritual faith. And that to fail physically and to allow that to get to me on an attitude level would affect my testimony and, and, and make me kind of useless for Christ. And I didn't want that. Um, but even then, I began to realize that that was still taking its toll. And so I just really began to pray with my wife that there was a, another opening, that something else would come up that um, would allow 
us to better function as a family, uh, be able to spend time with my son, pursue hobbies, and still keep up with a lot of the missions that I was still participating in mm -hmm. uh, within my own church, uh, summer camps and retreats and things like that that we were working, uh, presently working with. So you find yourself here. Now, uh, your boss, uh, Pat Blank, uh, we've had, we have him uh, here on a broadcast, what, about a couple times a year, maybe, mm -hmm. we should say. And um, I always ask him this question. I'm going to ask you, and it's a little unfair because you've only been here about a month, <laughs> and, a month and a half. But uh, if you handled basketball camp uh, right up from the get-go, I'm sure you can handle this yeah. question. How, how do you see the facilities and the responsibilities that you do? And I know you're still learning the, you know, what needs to be done here. But how do you see it being a part of a, a ministry? How, how do you see ministering to to, to clients uh, or just ministry in general, performing a facilities uh, task? Uh, I think a lot of it on a physical level is probably the greatest opportunity, I think, of any department as far as exposure to the broad spectrum of people that work here and stay here or use the, the facility at all. Uh, we are around the entire campus pretty much at any given time of the day, um, and we have interactions um, pretty much a guaranteed thing we'll have an interaction with somebody during the course of the day that is that is using the facility to better their lives and um, an example would be we'll get word of mouth that something is broken or they something was dropped or something and so what we are able to go to that department speak with the individuals having the issue and the problem um, and resolve it for them and i think they really pay close attention as to how we treat them uh, if we take them seriously if we um, are just looking for a scapegoat or how this get broken or whether we're just walking in there with a Christ smile on our face and saying, hey, no problem. I'll be right back in five minutes. We'll get you fixed and set up. Um, that makes their day better and in turn, I think, begins to be a good infection throughout all the rest of the clients and the rest of the people. Um, then we gain a good reputation as a facilities department. Um, hey, I really asked these guys for something tough and they got right on it. They got to me. Um, and then I think in turn, the better we handle something, that begins to reflect on the Haven as a whole. Mm -hmm. And the facilities department is able to be a, a talking face for the um, staff members here. And I think that works good for everyone. You know, if we're doing our jobs correctly, um, that reflects on the entire place, not just on our department. And the secret stuff that no one ever finds out about that we fix before it's even noticed. Yes, so. and that's what's great about what you guys do. And, you know, Jeff, we were talking, uh, Kurt, we were talking a little bit before the program here. You even have interaction with our guest team here. Uh, and quite how, a bit. how has that played out? Uh, uh, we do have quite a bit. Some Everything from the day room uh, people, when we were walking in there, just kind of happenstance. We don't typically spend a whole lot of time in there. It's just for a specific event. Um, but... Uh, in a lot of cases, we're some of the first faces they see in the morning. Um, we're buzzing all around, doing some things, getting the haven ready for when people start coming in to go into a full bore of the day's activities, um, all the way to uh, when they're in their greatest need, or even some cases, they're not even maybe part of the client base that are coming into the haven. They're just walking through the park mm -hmm. or they're cutting through the parking lot. Um, and we have that opportunity to say hi and, and include them in something. Um, and, and from a safety aspect, too, where, you know, we're walking around a lot of times and, and I think people just feel as if there's there's a, an aliveness to the place and it, it doesn't feel like, you know, they're in an area that is unsafe for them or, mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, being this close in proximity to downtown, um, you get exposure to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think from a, a department standpoint, um, we're a bunch of jokesters. And so everyone is, we're, we have a lot of humor between us and we kid around and, and being able to walk through the parking lot laughing with each other 
um, and having that exposure to the clientele. And they'll sometimes even ask us what we're laughing about um, and stop. And, and then that just opens that door that Christ can then walk right through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you never know what's going to lead to being able to speak to someone about Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think you have opportunities or will to share at our chapel uh, services uh, too. So. Yes, yeah. Pat just spoke with me uh, just recently about uh, speaking with the guys at some of the chapel services. So, yeah, and that'd be something I you know very much enjoy. So I'm pretty comfortable uh, speaking in a crowd and in front of people. I've kind of been exposed to it my whole life and never really had a, a tension about public speaking. So it's it's a it'll be a, it'll be a neat thing to speak with guys. I think especially that. Um, are going through things in their life where necessarily Christ isn't the default to remind us that Christ isn't always our default. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see that play out and to be reminded of how blessed I am and, and how much I have to give and where Christ has put me in my life is, will just be a, a wonderful opportunity. I can't wait. Actually, Well, you know, Kurt, as we wrap things up here, Jeff, we know it's been close to two months you've been here. Uh, obviously, your wife and your child are a part of this ministry as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And we'd like to ask you how our guest and we can pray for you and your family as you, even even though you're two months into this, it's still fresh. Yeah, I think uh, it was a good transition for us. My father passed away this uh, past December, um, and my mother is presently, in fact, I left during lunch today to, to pick her up from uh, chemotherapy, and she's presently going through her second bout of cancer. Um, and so that's been a... a a stress on our family for a while. And then my wife and I just five months ago had our first child. So you add all that together and uh, being able to work here and come home with a good attitude and energy and know that studying scripture was part of my day, applying scripture was part of my day. Um, And being able to go home to that has really encouraged that. Um, But there's definitely still that, um, that part of the stress with my mom's illness and things like that, that that's still way down on us. So she definitely could use uh, a lot of prayer. The, recently she was, her brain lesions were found to have been completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a huge answer to prayer. She went through a lot of intensive radiation for that. And now she's going through chemo for the rest of the cancer that's, mm-hmm. you know, in her body. Um, and she could really use that. And as far as a family goes, I think just that God will, um, give me focus. Um, I've always been a very busy person working 50, 60, 70 hours a week on one single task. And for God to be able to bless me with this time, I want to steer that towards what he wants for me and not Mm -hmm. what I want for me, Mm -hmm. Um, which is always so much easier to do what I want. Um, The end isn't so much easier, but uh, I want to make sure that my focus with that time and those energies and resources that being able to work at the Haven has provided me will um, glorify him and strengthen, you know, my family and relationships through that. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you for being here today and uh, I'm look forward to uh, having you gain a little bit more experience so the next time we talk you'll you have even more to share with us I enjoyed uh, talking with you today and I know our listening audience will be praying for mm-hmm. you and God bless you in the days ahead as you um, work to uh, to glorify him and maintain those haven of rest standards here yes. that we've uh, come to uh, to appreciate over the years so thank you for being here thank you very much I really appreciate it